Hey everyone, welcome to Lessons with Mike. I'm here today with Rival Indigo. How's it going, everybody? And today we're going to be talking about our six favorite Pokemon. We're going to go into the background about their origins, how they came about, what they represent. And I'm really excited for it. It's uh, my first time doing a Pokemon episode with... Uh, hmm. Now, Indigo, you have a, you're on Pokemon Channel, is that right? Yeah. Uh, basically, I'm just rival Indigo everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, all that sort of thing. And started a couple years ago uh, talking to myself in my car. <laughs> and then it kind of evolved to where it is now. And primarily... I do like openings of like Pokemon products and stuff like that, but it's grown into like commentary and, and various other things too. So, Oh yeah. I've seen some of your content. It's really fun. Everyone, if you're into Pokemon, go check it out for sure. All right. So let, we're just going to get started with uh, the first one I've got here as one of my favorites is uh, Centiscorch. This is the Ooh. most, yeah, this is the most recent. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. This is definitely the most recent of my six favorites. And the reason this is my favorite uh, one of my favorites. I'm really into anime, mm. and the first time I showed him, I just couldn't help but think of One Punch Man. Like the first time I saw him, I was like the big centipede in One Punch Man. Oh, always... okay. <laughs> yeah, the older centipede, and his fire mustache is the the most absurd and most funny thing ever. I think yeah. it's absolutely hilarious. So a little bit of background on Centiscorch. Uh, he's based on uh the fire centipedes and that's not really their actual species name that's just like a, a nickname i guess that some people call them and basically what these things do when threatened they just shoot out goo that glows in the dark oh, so gosh. yeah it's it's pretty cool actually <laughs> i was looking up some videos of them doing this uh there was like a, a guy had one in the jar and was poking it and it just shot out the goo and kind of crawled off so i guess the whole theme is there um whoever is trying to hurt the centipede is distracted by the magical glowy goo and the centipede can get away. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's also a bright red color because centipedes are a bright color, typically to ward off predators. The bright color symbolizes that, Oh, don't attack me. I'm venomous. I'll hurt you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's the one I had the least bit of stuff on. So I wanted to start off with that one. And then as we go further, because surprisingly, for Cinescorch and the next one I'm going to talk about, there weren't, there wasn't a whole lot of deep background information. It was pretty obvious what they were based off of. But what's your first one that you're going to start with? I, I think for me, the the obvious choice is is my favorite Pokemon of all, and that would be Pikachu. Oh yeah. Um. So for me, I guess like one of the, my ultimate connection to Pikachu was it was the first Pokemon I saw. So I first saw Pikachu as like a. Uh, uh, I don't know. It was on the front of a Lunchable box back in the 90s. <laughs> so I'm dating myself there a little bit, but that's that's kind of where all of my love for all these came from was way back when. And that was what I discovered. I was like, what what is that thing? You know, this cool little yellow mouse thing on this uh, Lunchable box. But um, so basically with Pikachu, like everybody knows this one, it's the mascot or, you know, Ash has a Pikachu and the whole series and all that. But it's always held a special place in my heart. Um I, I guess for me, like I didn't end up with Raichu because I played Pokemon Yellow. So, you know, you couldn't evolve Pikachu unless you traded it out and got a different one. Um, but I've, I've always thought it was cool. Like they're, they, they're, they're communal animals. I guess they're based off of obviously a mouse, you know, like a little jungle mouse or something like that. In fact, in real life, there is a an animal. I think it's I don't know if you pronounce it Pika or Pika. But there is, in fact, a rodent animal out there called 
a, a pika and it, it not to say it like looks exactly the same but you can go oh well they're both rodents they're kind of like mousy looking critters and it's got that name <laughs> but that's really cool i don't think i've heard of that before yeah for sure I, it was one of those things you only find out because you know you're a nerd and you yeah those things <laughs> but uh so i think with, with pikachu though it's it's kind of weird i know that it's not the strongest pokemon um it can be like in, in, in my world, it was because I trained it all the way to level 100. Yeah. But and then when you look at the anime, you know, it, it it's kind of done some pretty OP stuff for a Pikachu. <laughs> well, that Pikachu has tanked some things that no, that any anything else would have just been KO'd easy. Yeah, I think what I what I had found was Ash's Pikachu had taken down. I think it says Drake's Dragonite, Brandon's Regice and then tied Tobias Latios. Now, I know a couple of these but some of them were after my time. So I was always proud of that. Like, yeah, Pikachu took down a Dragonite. No big deal. <laughs> so, but yeah, that one would have to be my start there. Like I said, it's not the strongest Pokemon, but it's it's got to be included. I love it. I love it. And it, there's a lot of nostalgia there. I love that. So that leads perfectly into my next one. This is actually from the first uh, starter I ever had. It, it's a, uh, it's Turtwig. Turtwig, I nice. Absolutely, I absolutely love Turtwig. I think he's just the, the cutest thing. I love turtles in real life. And when I was a kid, to see, oh, there's this really cool turtle Pokemon I can play as. And then his evolution, actually, Torterra, mm -hmm. I think it's really incredible. It's based off of the legend of the world, tor the world, the world turtle. Okay. It's like a, a, the, the world is supported on the back of a giant turtle. And below oh. that turtle is another one and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's actually um, a Native American version of this this myth that Torterra most closely resembles the Lenape tribe. So in this version of the story, the, the giant turtle just appears out of nowhere, comes out of the sea. And the creator of the universe decides to plant a tree on the back of this turtle because it's so massive. And then from that tree sprouts the first humans. Hmm. Yeah, so it's got a little it's very rooted in a lot of uh, cultures and a lot of creation myths. And I just, I really love turtles. Oh, yeah. Actually, I was going to say Turtwig was uh, my choice in Diamond Pearl and then you know, BDSP as well. So <laughs> yeah, the nostalgia for me is real with that one, because uh, when I was, uh, it was like the early 2000s playing Diamond and Pearl. for the, Those are the first Pokemon games I actually played. Uh, that it actually, because I had, um, I had gone to the GameStops before and other stores and I wasn't allowed to play Pokemon growing up, but I finally was able oh, yeah. to a little bit and and then i wasn't anymore which made me sad because i i got my uh grottle up to one level before it was about to turn to torterra and then my family decided uh that poke or someone maybe told them i don't know what happened but at, at, right before i got him to level up they decided that pokemon was evil and satan and i couldn't <laughs> play it anymore and took away all my pokemon games i got them back years later but i was an adult by that point but still yeah. at the time Little little kid Mike was very upset about that. Little kid Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's very it's it's funny because it's very similar, uh, but further down the road, you know, to to yeah. my stories back in the day, especially when it all first came out and parents had no clue what this phenomenon was that was Pokemon, you know. Yeah. And and all their kids were obsessed with it and they wanted to buy the toys and and you know, it was crazy, you know. So my parents ended up like at first it was like, okay, we were buying the little battle figures and stuff and um, trading cards, you know, the, the other kids had them. So we would bring some of them home here and there. And then eventually they did the same thing. They went on some parents forum and the other parents were, oh yeah, it's like satanic and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, what, what's going on? 
and they made us like throw all this stuff away and i'm like dude yeah. <laughs> especially oh, looking back worth, now that'd be worth a lot if you still had it oh my goodness and when i was a kid i was a baseball card collector so i knew all about like how you handled trading cards and, and preserve them and stuff. So I always look back and go, man, I would have some really awesome like base set and jungle, like some old school Pokemon cards around, I'm sure. So I always regret that, you know, I always have that little bit of bitterness, but yeah. it's a long time ago. <laughs> for, for any parents listening, trust your children. What they're interested in is probably not satanic. If it is, then well, ask a professional. Don't listen to the Facebook groups. Don't listen to the parents' forums. It's probably not satanic. We're just going to probably. Not. <laughs> uh, so, what do you have for your second one? So, my second, and and I don't have as much real world information on a couple of these, but mm -hmm. um, my second would be Vileplume. Um, you're going to kind of notice a pattern here that most of these are uh, like Gen One or Kanto Pokemon. Uh, yeah. But but I love Vileplume uh, from the first time I saw it actually on trading cards. I was like, that's such a cool design. It just looks like uh, something you you might actually encounter walking through the jungle. You know, you'd be walking around out there and oh, look, this giant flower starts shaking and puffing poison stuff into the air. And then, oh, it's a Pokemon, you know, and that was that was what I love about a lot of these older designs was they felt like something real, you know, mm -hmm. I guess that translated into an anime. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so Vileplume, I, I always thought it was cool. Um, the story with Vileplume at uh, the Celadon gym with Erica in the anime. Um, and then honestly, it just becomes a really powerful uh, plant po or a grass poison type down the road. So it was one that was like always in my my final six when I made it up to the Elite Four. <laughs> <laughs> so but Vileplume, like, like I said, I don't have a whole lot of like real world info on it. It's basically just meant to be hey, here's a, here's a giant flower that that paralyzes stuff with its poison. <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's a really cool one. Me, um, I didn't grow up in the, the Gen 1 Kanto era, so I'm not as fond of those. For me, it was the Sinnoh Gen 4s. A lot of those are on my list. I do like Gen 4 a lot. That was actually, um, I, I always tell people this, and, and I get a lot of disagreement on it, but that was the last great generation of Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, but... Obviously, if you started there, it probably wasn't the last great generation. <laughs> so with me, I started with four, and then I got to play a little bit of five before my family decided that I couldn't play anymore. Yeah. And then when I was an adult, I got back into it. And at that point, uh, it was whatever generation Sun and Moon were. Yeah, that's like seven. Or no, no, okay, actually, yeah. wait. See, now, I can, yeah, it would have to be seven because I think Ultra Moon, Ultra Sun were still part of seven. Yeah. And then Generation 8 was Sword and Shield. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was seven. Yeah. For me, the most exciting thing about it was doing Wonder Trades. I would do Wonder Locks. Those were so fun. <laughs> What's, wait, Wonder Lock, is that something where you can only play with the Pokemon you trade? It's like a Nuzlocke, right? So yeah. instead, of, instead of playing with the first one from every route, you have to wonder trade the first one from every route. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, they were <laughs> so fun to do. They were super tough, though, because you have to remember you can't have a Pokemon that's a crazy high level if you're at a low level or it won't be or it won't do anything you say. So even if you get something True. really good, there's a chance you can't even use it. So you're like, oh, this is great. I got this level 30, you know, whatever graveler. And they're like, oh, but I'm, you know. I've got one badge. <laughs> yeah, I can't do anything with this. That actually sounds pretty cool. I my my current games that I own is Shining Pearl, and uh, I might eventually have to do like an alternate account 
so I yeah. can go on there and do a Nuzlocke because I've never actually done one myself. And it's crazy to hear, I'm sure, as a like a hardcore Pokemon fan. But I just didn't know it was a thing until the last couple of years. So yeah. <laughs> that's something I rediscovered uh, when I was an adult. It's weird, actually, how I got back into it. I know we're getting off topic, but that's OK. We got time. To... Mm-hmm. Uh, so a YouTuber I follow who actually talks about anime and does a lot of anime reviews started a Pokemon Nuzlocke. And I was like, oh. I used to play Pokemon. Maybe I'll enjoy this. And I was like, oh, this looks really fun. I've got to get the new game now. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to transition into uh, the next one on my list. And you're going to see a pattern with mine. A lot of mine are very uh, nature-based, animal-based, mm. and uh, specifically turtle-based. Because my next <laughs> one is Tor- <laughs> Specifically turtles. <laughs> yeah, my, my next one is Torkoal. Because okay. It's a turtle that you just have to throw coal into its mouth in order to keep it alive. And I think that's the coolest concept. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's the turtle furnace. It's like, wow, we've solved the energy crisis. Just put torkoals everywhere. Right. Just put torkoals and Pikachus everywhere. <laughs> yeah, problem solved. <laughs> but no, I love his design. There's actually not a lot that goes into his backstory. It's just like, oh, a turtle on a stove put together. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> There's no deep hidden Native American wisdom about it unfortunately because i looked i couldn't find it you're like there's got to be something to this right (laughs) nope it's just a stove turtle (laughs) but no he might not be the best in battle but uh i think he's really cute i think he's really cool so it's kind of funny that you go uh into your fire type there because my next would be flareon oh yeah and um like in, in my world, like they, there's obviously other fire types I like, but like it's always Flareon. And, and the, these Pokemon, as I list them, these are the ones, like I said, that except for one, there is an exception. But like these are the ones that I had when I played through Pokemon Yellow and got to the Elite Four. So in my mind, this was my team, you know, as, as yeah. my first time as a trainer. But I've always just loved that idea that um, you take Eevee. Obviously, everybody loves Eevee and the evolutions and stuff. But uh for a fire type it just seemed really cool it's like a firefox you know and yeah. it was the first fire type that i really attached to and just kind of stuck with it ever since but then since then um w- once i learned more about like abilities and stuff like that you know it, it's got a couple good ones with i think it's like uh flash fire where mm-hmm. it basically negates fire attacks and boosts fire attacks. I'm like, well, that seems to make sense to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, evolutions as, as a whole, you know, I, I really like them. It's just this really neat concept of expose this one Pokemon to these different elements and you can evolve it into some really cool version. And Flareon was just the first one I ever did and just kind of stuck with it. So I remember when uh, Pokemon Go came out. Flareon was the first evolution I was able to get, and I was so happy about it. <laughs> yeah, that one's a little bit different because I, I think it'll randomly evolve, like with a thirty percent chance or whatever, thirty three percent chance to any of the original three. Yeah, the and first... then you can set the others. Yeah, you can set it, but that only works one time. So after you, and I don't know how the game must keep track of this in the coding or somehow, but after you uh, you set the name to whichever one you want, you can never do that again. Right. You can yeah. do it once per evolution, I believe. That's right, yeah. And then, like you said, with uh, Flareon, Jolteon, and Vaporeon, it's just a random chance. Yeah. Certain, uh, for the rest of them, there's like tasks you have to do. Like you have to have Eevee as your buddy and evolve him at night to get uh, Umbreon or do it during the day to get Espeon. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, there's, there's a magic stone, I think, for Leafeon and Glaceon you have to use. Um, I they may be ones but that might have been changed. 
Yeah, some of them require one of the lures put into the Pokestop. That oh, that's what to. it was. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So I think with them, it's either a, a glacial lure or a, a mossy lure or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how they've like translated it into Pokemon Go, and it's <laughs> it's kind of part of the reason why I have not used any of those like evolutions yet. Yeah. Because I I still have the 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 task or the research task or whatever where it says um walk 10 kilometers with your EV and evolve it into Espeon. I'm like, well, that's not happening till I find a shiny. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I, when I yeah. do that, it's going to be a shiny Espeon. <laughs> because like, there was one quest where it was like evolve a Feebas. And I was like, this will take years. I'm not wasting this <laughs> on a regular Feebas. Yeah. It's like, I refuse. It must be yeah, shiny. Just, <laughs> just not going to do that. All right. And what are you at? Uh, you said Flareon. So next mm-hmm. up for me, I've got another grass type. Which one? Decidueye. Oh, Decidue. Oh, that's a good one, actually. No. The ghost owl. He's like, he. I think he's so cool. Uh, between him and um, Greninja, I always like Decidueye more. Just be. He's like hides in the trees. He's an owl. He shoots you with his little grass bow and arrow, and so he's actually the reason he's ghost grass type. I was looking this up. He's actually based on an endangered species of owl. Uh, the the Pueo owl. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing hmm. that right, but um, it used to be an owl that was very common in Hawaii. Okay. Not anymore. And this owl in Hawaiian culture, it would be the physical experience. So they would come visit you in this form, and or if you see one, it's the special spirit taking on this form. Uh, unfortunately, they've become a lot harder to find. But that that's that. Exactly. He's grass and ghost type as well, because that was oh, something that okay, I was yeah. wondering about. And then I, I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah, because I actually kind of wonder. I I thought it was just some kind of like, "Oh, throw a little flare on there with a secondary type, and it's, it's ghost." <laughs> <laughs> I never really understood why. Flip the random type switch, and uh, oh, we got ghost this week. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I, I kind of, that's what I assumed. Like, I guess I just never like thought further than, "Oh, it's grass ghost," you know. So, yeah. but that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, and I love it when a lot of these Pokemon, a lot of the newer ones, but they really mm-hmm. go into it with the backstories for the newer ones. Yeah, I I was gonna say uh, I've probably mentioned it in some of my videos or or you know doing trading cards or whatever. Um, basically, the majority of my favorite Pokemon are all like Gen Four and back. But yeah. there's a few exceptions in in the, the later gens. Decidueye is actually one of them. Um, as a, cl- a collector of TCG, I actually have a page in my binder that is Decidueye's. So nice. I actually do really like that one. Um, and there's a couple others. Uh, Vikavolt is one I actually like a lot too. Oh, that's a good bug type for sure. Yeah. Oh, I've got a I've got a thing for bug types. So. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I think it was when that one came out. Me and uh, me and Drew for the uh, the Ditwicks channel that he has, we got a box mm-hmm. together. And the first thing, uh, one of the first things I pulled was the uh, Azumian Decidueye V Star. Uh, I think Ooh. it was Rainbow. It was it's such a cool car. I think I saw that video actually. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Next. All right. So my next one is gonna be Pidgeot. Um, I know it's just one of the uh, regional first route birds, you know, <laughs> yeah. every every region seems to have its Pidgey. Um, well, because you Pidgeot... can't, they just want to copy Pidgey. <laughs> like... Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, every region's got to have like it, it's 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 bird, it's mouse, 
Um, it's probably it's Pikachu clone, you know, like there's always these certain little trends. Yeah. You got to have it, you know, as long as it's cool, you know, if it uh, Starly, I know a lot of people don't like Starly, but I don't know. Some of them to me, I'm like, I don't know. It's a cute little bird, man. And then it becomes uh Staravia and Staraptor and it's pretty, you know, pretty awesome. So, um, but Pidgeot and this came later, but it does have a mega evolution, which is kind of a badass. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I actually um, with Pidgeot again, this was one I had gotten the Pidgey in the beginning of the game and I I, I probably had swapped it out at some point. But they, I was like, oh, a flying type would probably be useful. And then I probably popped it back in and raised it up. So it was one of those ones that like to me, I was like, I don't know why people don't use this all the time. It's really powerful. <laughs> but I have this thing apparently for like fast Pokemon, whether it's Pikachu or Pidgeot or, you know, a lot of them are speed. Um, cause I guess my strategy, a lot of times when I'm playing is, well, if I get in there and I can use my attacks before you kill me, then I, I could probably take you out first, you know? Yeah. But some cool, uh, obviously it's just a bird, you know, nothing special there, but it, when it comes to like the anime, I, I, I was looking up something, of course I've seen the anime, but I don't, it's been a long time as well. And the story there was kind of cool that, uh, Ash's Pidgeotto during uh, an attack from some sparrows and pharaohs, I believe, evolved a Pidgeot and fended off the the sparrows. Yeah. And then um, Pidgeot decided to stay and basically look after a, a flock, a local flock of Pidgeys and Pidgeotos. And I was like, well, that's pretty darn cool. You know, it kind of like ties to the way I would imagine the characters like bravery, you know, not like braviary, but you know, but <laughs> bravery and, and like virtuous, like strong bird. And that's just kind of how it looks in the first place. So I just thought that was kind of cool. A little bit of its backstory that is, there. That is really cool. Unfortunately, I have not watched very much of the Pokemon anime. So I, a lot of what you're saying is going way over my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of difficult, unfortunately, because I think Netflix, I'm not sure if it's changed, but Netflix had the first season. Or, or whatever and so you would watch the first season and that's like whatever it's called the indigo league or something like that now and they would move on to the season two and then it's just not there they just don't have anything there and then it's it like skips forward to like black and white or something like that and yeah, like, there's a lot to keep up with and ash yeah, is just always there just always 10 years old yeah, he's always, <laughs> just look get a new get a rotating group of 10 year olds it doesn't always have to i <laughs> mean um, but uh the one pokemon that from the anime that that's why they're on this list my next one is uh swine oh really nice. yeah the whole swine line because swine of pilo swine mamo swine mamo swine is absolutely incredible that oh, thing yeah. is an absolute tank and you, you can't even with that but i remember there was one episode in the anime it was like the only episode i remember from uh the few times i would like turn on turn through the channels and have it be on at that same time there was one where I think it was the female, what was the female lady? What was her name? Uh, the one that was trapped uh, Ash during the Diamond and Pearl era. Oh, is that Misty? No, no, no. Misty was. I think it's um. Oh, I I, I played like with her in the game. Um, not not May. Uh, it, it, it oh, oh my goodness! We'll get, we'll I'm gonna out. have to pull it up now. Yeah, <laughs> pull it up. you pull it up while I explain that. Oh, I'll talk about. It. So in the episode, she's got this cute little swine of the whole time. And it's just this like this pig covered in hair and it just gets absolutely demolished by everything. 
and then you know sees that the the girl's in trouble or sees that he needs to you know help out more and then he just gets so angry he turns into this massive elephant and just destroys everything <laughs> oh it's don that don, makes sense. yes that's yes, it. okay don and her piplup yes that's exactly who it is but yeah i, I actually i love that it's funny because you bring up swine up um it was one of those Pokemon that for the longest time I overlooked. Yeah. I was like, ah, it's just a stupid little, I don't know, turd over here that's furry. And then you would see uh, Pilo Swine or Pillow Swine or whatever. And there was no Mamo Swine uh, at first. That was actually a later evolution. I think it was added in Generation 4. So maybe for you it was always there. Yeah, but, I, remember, um, I remember getting that one when I played uh, through Diamond. Yeah, it's in there for sure because I, I have one in Shining Pearl. Yeah. Um, so, but it was very, to me, it was very easy to overlook the, the, the first two back in the day. Cause they had just ended it at Piloswine. And so Mamoswine really upped that evolution line there. That's, that's an awesome Pokemon. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So I guess the, my next one there would actually be Starmie. Oh. Speaking of Misty. Um, I had the huge, the biggest crush on Misty when I was a kid. I was like, Oh my God, she's just, just a hot chick with like orange hair and the short shorts and all that stuff. Um, and she had the Staryu. And I always, th I just from the start, always thought Staryu was a cool Pokemon. And then of course that means Starmie. Um, so Starmie, uh, I, I always felt like which was like really, one of those really versatile Pokemon. Like it can be really powerful. It has a lot of weaknesses because it's water and psychic but it also has some pretty good resistances because of that. And, you know, it can learn like electric attacks and all kinds of stuff too, you know? So, I mean, you could have a Starmie that's got like thunder <laughs> yeah. as well as like psychic and hydro pump. You're like, all right, this is kind of awesome. So I just, I love that design and, and talking about backstory, um, the apparently, Starmie can send these really powerful electrical signals that supposedly can reach across the entire universe. Now, I know this is like anime, oh. you know, and that's that's the way they describe things. But hey, that's the way they describe things. Um, so there is some thought that perhaps Staryu and Starmie are actually an extraterrestrial species. Yeah. Because of not only their their design, but because of the fact that they just emanate these signals into space like apparently they will just like look skyward and send these signals into space so there's some thought that perhaps they originate from outer space which kind of a neat idea i like that there's these these little bits of lore that haven't fully been explored like clefairy uh, a lot of there's a lot of people who think clefairy could be from the moon obviously mm -hmm. with the moonstone and their little moon dance thing they do so I like that kind of stuff. And and obviously with Starmie, it's kind of neat to think, well, maybe it came from space. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, Starry is, uh, you know, Staru from the Justice League or from the Suicide Squad movie. That's what Starry reminds me of. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. It's this, uh, he's, the government just has kidnapped and uh, they've been experimenting on him. And, you know, when he breaks out, well, that, well I don't want to talk about the Suicide Squad movie. Well, that yeah, yeah, I actually Back seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's just maybe 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 he is an alien. That's, that's a really cool concept <laughs> if Pokemon are aliens because that would make it a lot more easy to to understand because well, at first uh, Mew is the first Pokemon, then 
Then I think Arceus was the first Pokemon. I don't know. It goes back and forth. <laughs> they, they've they've added crazy. a little too much. I feel like that's one of the, the flaws that Pokemon has at this point yeah. is they had these things that they told us, right? Mew yeah. is the originator. It, it's the original Pokemon and everything else kind of came from its DNA, right? Yeah. And then now there's Arceus, who is now the god of Pokemon. You're like, well, wouldn't wouldn't that be Mew? Like, yeah. I, I'm confused now, you know? <laughs> But it is what it is. That's what it's their canon. You know, we'll just say it's a multiverse thing. That's what we'll say. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I got one last one. And this one is also from Gen 4. It's Garchomp. Mm. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I know. Generic, generic choice. But Garchomp is the coolest thing ever. It's a land shark dinosaur that will chase you down no matter if you're on the land, the air. Uh, it can travel... Uh, this is something really cool. You know the star design on its nose? Mm. That actually comes from it going so fast that the skin from that area just peels off. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a scar. That's okay. Yeah. And it is yeah. Cynthia's big one, so. Yeah. And I remember playing Diamond and uh, Pearl. When I finally got to the Elite Four, I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. Yeah, it's a little difficult. Mm -hmm. Let's see what the champion has. And mm -hmm. then I just got destroyed <laughs> by that Garchomp, no matter what. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, playing, talking about Diamond and Pearl, like I, that was the last generation I played. And I, I, I have not played XY, Black White, Black White 2, Sun and Moon. I played Ultra Moon for about three hours before selling it. And I skipped Sword and Shield. So I skipped everything from Generation 4 until Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. And I've put like 500 hours into Shining Pearl. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was funny you mentioned getting through the champions and Cynthia because it's the same way in shining Pearl. They definitely kept that because you go through most of the rest of the game and you're like, man, this isn't really that challenging when it comes to like the gyms and you know, that kind of stuff. I think there was one gym where I was like, Oh man, one of my Pokemon fainted. Um, <laughs> but then you get to the elite four and the elite four, at least in shining Pearl are actually really tough, but they're beatable. Right. Yeah. And so you get through that and you're like, all right, I beat the chain and then I'm like, oh shoot, Cynthia. And <laughs> it was funny because Garchomp, yeah, Garchomp was tough. However, I had a Togekiss. And oh, okay. to Togekiss, that's one of my, we haven't gotten to the last one here, but that's one of my honorable mentions. Togekiss is pretty awesome uh, for, for both fairy and flying. And it's the, the second stage and all that. So it's quite the tank and it wrecks dragon types. So uh, and then the ground moves don't really affect it. So I was actually able to beat Garchomp pretty decently with Togekiss. What got me was her Roserade and oh, yeah. Energy Ball. That would kill everything. <laughs> I don't know why. So were, I think... huh? You were talking earlier about how you had a, a crush on Misty. It was Cynthia for me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I think it was just like... I was... Yeah, about 10, 11, when I was first exposed to Pokemon, at 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, that whole range, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, like I said, you, you got this this cute, like, red-haired or orange-haired girl that's wearing the, like, the, the style of the time, the short shorts and the, the crop top, and she's a Pokemon trainer. It's the buddy of Ash. So, yeah, I kind of fell in love with her in that sense, you know. Cynthia, yeah. she's pretty awesome, too. I, I'll say that. Um, but, yeah, so getting to the last one here. I'm excited. Uh, Drum roll. Okay. So like I said, this is the exception. Everything else was Kanto and Gen 1. But I'm dropping in Yan Mega. 
Oh, because okay. yeah, Yanmega. I believe this is a Gen Four uh, mm -hmm. Pokemon, actually, because originally Yanma, I think, was Gen Two or Three, something like that. There was no, it was Gen Two, and so it didn't have an evolution until Gen Four. Kind of like a lot of Pokemon, actually. Yeah. But so this one actually has some really cool um, connotations, like in, in the real world, both Yanma and Yanmega, I suppose, because in Japan. Uh, dragonflies are actually like a really big deal. <laughs> uh -huh. um, so uh, the thing I had pulled up here was about 1600 years ago, the dragonfly was actually the symbol of a great Japanese warrior clan. Mm -hmm. And then it became one of the emblems of the emperor. Uh, and an old name for Japan, Akitsu Shimu, I believe that's how you pronounce it, means dragonfly island. So there's a lot of really cool connections between dragonflies and Japanese history and culture. And so Yanma and Yanmega just like kind of makes sense, you know, in that, that sense. Um, and it's actually a pretty powerful Pokemon. Like I said, I'm a big fan of bug types because I feel like over the years they become very versatile. You've got like bug steel, bug electric, you know, obviously your bug poison, bug flying, um, but it's just really grown out the secondary typings. And, um, I know it, it's not listed as a weakness of dragon type Pokemon, but I swear anytime I use a good bug type Pokemon against dragons, they do like really well. Now I'm not just sure. I'm not sure if that's just because dragon type Pokemon just resist a lot of stuff. So if you are <laughs> not a resistance, you're going to do okay. Yeah. But yeah, Yan Mega, it, it's a pretty good one. And then I've never really seen it like in, in anime in that sense, but apparently it's shown as being like really violent and aggressive. So it takes like a really strong trainer to like rein them in and stuff. Yeah. But I think the coolest thing is the link to the Japanese history, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's super Pokemon cool. in no, Japan. <laughs> that's I love when they are able to connect things like that. That's really interesting for sure. But you the thing is with Pokemon, there's so many of them. It's hard and it's like almost impossible to narrow it down to just six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. When you got like what? 900 plus now probably going on a thousand oh yeah there's probably going to be i don't know maybe this uh the new one that comes out will finally get us to 1000 we'll see yeah i i like i said uh being a, a fan of like bug types i could have easily built a, a six like a, a team that was nothing but different bug pokemon yeah. <laughs> and so what i settled on was you know what i'm gonna go with the ones i know the best that were the ones i like went through the elite four and became a champion with except i was like you know what i'm gonna drop one of the you know this guy in there because he's just a, a standout for me so with me i was going for the ones i just really liked that were also like really powerful <laughs> <laughs> i was expecting i was honestly i was fully expecting i was gonna oh garatina and dark rye and mewtwo and i was gonna be like oh yeah you, your team would really wreck my <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's see here right now i've got some fire on my team and then i've got one dragon <laughs> one dragon <laughs> so i don't know i don't know Wait well i i think when it comes to the grass and fire side obviously i've got like a flareon pidgeot and yan mega so like the the grass the grass side i would do pretty well against i think just because of the flying the flying and bug does really good against that but i don't really have like a counter for like dragon, like Garchomp. I mean, the ground side of him, yeah, with like say uh, Vileplume. But but the dragon aspect that that really always gets me. 
could get you get some poison in there. You know. Right. I feel like Vileplume could be the one there. Like, there's some decent like multi typings in my team, but I don't have like that really like OP Pokemon in there. I think. Yeah. Well, what did you have a water type? I don't think so. That would be my Starmie. Okay. Yeah, Starmie. That's yeah, Water Psychic. So you could do that for the Sinuscorch and the Torkoal because the Torkoal isn't going to do much. A <laughs> <laughs> <The> little guy. <laughs> Like, I was like, man, if I pick this, he's just gonna get wrecked. But I don't care. Well, and that's how that's how I think about Pikachu. Honestly, is like it's yeah. something I just gotta have there, you know, regardless. Because listen, turtles chance to pet a Galapagos giant tortoise. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care if you have to give up your. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, it is I... one of the most beautiful things to like look into the face of one of those creatures, and they're just they're incredible. I actually have done a pretty decent amount of study on tortoises because nice. um, I, for a while, I thought I was going to build like a tortoise enclosure and have them as pets, <laughs> oh, yeah. but I never got around to that. I was like, you know, I live with a dog and I don't really have the greatest space for it right now. So I think I'm going to put that on hold. <laughs> we'll get to that next time. <laughs> yeah. It'll eventually. Well, eventually. Yeah. Oh man. But I don't know. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to get these, uh, all in the same game and battle each other. See what happens. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I think I actually, when I think about it, I think I have, yeah, I do have like all these cause because they're all gen four and back. I, I have like almost completed the Pokedex in shining oh, Pearl, nice. the national decks. So, but yeah, some of the other ones that I, I, that have become favorites over the years that are not like generation one, I would say like uh Milotic, like Feebas evolution, like talking about that. I didn't know what Feebas turned into for for so many years i didn't even know that they were connected at all and then i discovered that literally this year <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> there's some of these random things that apparently just slip for me that i was like wait what my loaded comes from feebas that's awesome <laughs> so for me, um, the, thing, uh, the thing that i didn't know until recently was that uh gorbis and huntail come from the same things <laughs> oh uh clan pearl Yes, playing for all that's what it is. Yeah, like that. I didn't know that. I thought they were all separate things. I just figured that one out recently. And, and you know what's crazy is in Pokemon Go, there's a couple of those. I think Clampearl and Shelder, and there's a few others that are actually like super rare. Yeah, like really hard to find. And I have a Clampearl and I have a Shelter. My Shelter is like from like 2018 or something like that. Um, but it's like really weak. And I'm like, well, I, I don't want to do anything with it because I want a shiny now. <laughs> <laughs> That's like everything at this point when it comes to Pokemon Go. It's like, well, I don't want to do that until I have a shiny. Yeah. Um, and one of my friends, he did some traveling and caught like a bunch of clam pearls. So when he came back, we had a trade and I got oh. a lucky clam pearl. And I was like, okay, perfect. Now I can get a lucky Huntail. And it didn't turn into Huntail. And I was like, well, oh, what is no. You're like, wait, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> no, no unfortunately, that is an issue. Um, I understand fully the way Pokemon Go works and why they do it the way they do. Uh, and I'm not going to say that I have an alternate account that is in Okinawa right now, but, <laughs> but I totally also understand the motivation of people to have alternate accounts in Okinawa because you do get access to some things, some species that you just are not going to see here. Mm -hmm. um, like, and the downside is the trade cost. However, yeah, I do not have the, the resources to just take a weekend trip to the middle of Asia to go store coals i just i can't do yeah that. like like the green and blue shellos like come on man i love that little guy so yeah. 
<laughs> oh, speaking of uh, speaking of extra ones, honorable mentions for me. There's several. Uh, every turtle Pokemon except for Turtonator. <laughs> I absolutely hate that thing. I need it to go away. Turtonator. Turtonator. That's the only. Turtle oh, I like. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. But uh, Caracosta. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, Blastoise, of course, incredible. Oh man, there's just so many. I I just love turtles. Yeah, I, I have a, a Tortuga. I hatched and I'm like, that's that's pretty awesome. Tortuga, I think, literally just means sea turtle or something like that. That's yeah, like the Spanish word for uh, turtle, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it's such a cool Pokemon, but that's all it is. And sometimes that's all you need. It just needs to be the animal you you see in the real world. Yeah, a Pokemon doesn't have to be this uh, badass space-destroying laser monster. <laughs> no, that's, that's for Digimon, guys. <laughs> because some Pokemon are going too hard in that direction. Like uh, some of the ultra beasts, I was like, you just look whack. You just look goofy. I don't want to use you on my team. I, didn't even, mm-hmm. I don't even want to catch you. <laughs> I, I have an issue where I have this bias against a lot of legendaries and mythicals. Yeah. Um, some of them are cool. Like I really like uh, Celebi and Jirachi. They're pretty cool. Um, but I feel like we've just gotten this point where like every single iteration of Pokemon has to have new mythicals and new legendaries. And I'm like, well, the more you do that, the more you kind of water down what a mythical or legendary is. Yeah. You know, and some of them do kind of go over the top. So like, does anybody remember Mewtwo? Remember when that was the most powerful Pokemon? <laughs> oh, Mewtwo's probably 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 still one of my favorite legendaries. Oh yeah. There was nothing like in in my experience, there was nothing like when you when you reach basically the end of the game in the first generation and you find your way through that like cave and then you meet Mewtwo and you're like, What is Mewtwo? And then of course you saved your master ball this whole time and you're like, I ain't messing around, you just threw the master ball. <laughs> oh man. Well, dude, this was such a fun time talking about all these Pokemon. Uh, I actually learned a lot. I really enjoyed uh hearing about the uh, the japanese thing the connection with yon mega that was pretty mm-hmm. cool yeah when i discovered that i was pretty excited and i decided um because i've been breeding yanmas on my shining pearl because i really want a shiny um i have a whole bunch of perfect yanmas <laughs> and i'm like please just hatch a shiny so if i ever get that shiny its name uh is going to be uh akitsu shimu i just nice. think that i just think that would be really cool to have that callback to dragonfly island the old name for japan nice i love it well i hope you get that shiny pretty soon <laughs> i don't know it took me like four months to get my staryu shiny hatch so oh, and that's with know. all the bonuses and stuff uh jason from our channel a raisin channel. so he had he was on like we made a bet that uh i would get a shiny just through a random encounter before he could get a shiny dialga oh and no because he had done like uh, he, at this point, he already done about a thousand or so reset hard soft resets to try and get it. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Okay, I, I'm going to find a shiny random encounter before you get it." A, a week or so had passed. I had forgotten about it. I tried for a day or two and then moved on. So we're, yeah. he's at my house, and I say, to him, and he says, "Because we bet twenty bucks." He says to me, "You still owe me twenty bucks." And I says, "Well, no. You have to get the shiny first. Doesn't matter if I've given yeah, up you, or not. If you, never, you still got to yeah, get the if shiny. Never, <laughs> if you never find the shiny, it doesn't matter if I've given up or not." Right. <laughs> And then right at that moment, he got one. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I had some pretty some pretty interesting, like the Staryu situation, because uh, I'm using the, um, oh, I forget what they call it, but it's a, it's a method when you're do- breeding the eggs that increases the, the chances of it being a shiny and all that. I, yeah. I've done everything, right? And so it took me four months to hatch a shiny Staryu, 
and it has five perfect IVs. So I just have to go hyper train that last one. I'm just I'm so happy with this thing. It got the wrong yeah. ability, though, <laughs> oh. because Staryu has these two abilities. There's natural cure, which is the one I want, where um, it heals any status condition when you swap it out of battle. And then the other one is illuminate, which basically just attracts wild Pokemon to you or something like that. I can't remember. It's it's useless for combat. Either way, I was like, you know what? I'll compromise. I'll take my shiny five IV star you at this point. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, I've got a video. It's actually on my YouTube where um, since you you know, Gen 4, how they have the swarms. Oh, yeah. So in Shining Pearl, they still have the swarms when you beat the game and all that. And they there was a swarm of um, Beldums on this one route. And I was like, you know, with the catch rate on Beldums, which is insane. This is the only chance I'm going to have to shiny hunt a Beldum without having to go through the breeding process, right? Yeah. So I go to that route, and basically what I keep doing is each day I'll sit there just running around in circles, and this is full odds, right? Yeah. Running around in circles encountering Beldums because it's a swarm. So I have like a lot of them. And then I will suspend the game and come back and suspend the game and come back because if you actually save the game and like leave – or leave the route or whatever, and the day flips over, then the swarm changes and switches somewhere else. So I was like, I got to keep this swarm going. So I did for like three, four days. And one day I just pick it up and I'm sitting there running around and I'm like, that's a silver Beldum. <laughs> it was the greatest moment ever because I caught it and I had saved a master ball for that right. Beldum because I was right. like, it, it has the worst catch rate you can imagine. Right. So I was like, that's it. I've a full odds, shiny Beldum master ball time i caught it all on video and explained the whole you know what i was doing i was very happy with that it's like to me like one of my greatest pokemon moments ever <laughs> everyone go check out his video yeah because that, that's what i'm gonna watch that as soon as uh, as soon as we're done here yeah i it's it's recorded off screen unfortunately because i don't have a way to record you know off my switch light um but i think it, it came out okay but i kind of walked through why i was doing what i was doing and it worked. <laughs> so I was pretty happy with it. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. I had a great time going over all this with you. Yeah, it was fun, man. Um, hopefully I can come on the show for some other subjects sometime. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anything you want to talk about, it doesn't have to be Pokemon related or anything you want to, anything Pokemon, anything you want to talk about, let me know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll schedule a time. We'll make it happen. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. Go, uh, go subscribe to rival Indigo on YouTube. Follow him on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. And subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, and hope you all have a great day. Bye.